it's a lot of experimentation and just mm -hmm. figuring out what works. And I think that's kind of what I love about training because I like I have a background in psych, but just I, I got my bachelor's in psychology. My mom's a therapist. Um, I've always been really interested in how people think. And so that kind of transferred over to how do dogs think and what affects their behavior. Hi there, I'm Caroline, dog mom to Australian Shepherd mix, Layla May. Welcome to Owners Tell All, an Instagram live series where I chat with other dog owners about the successes and struggles of owning a dog. As a first time dog owner and mental health advocate, my goal is to make new dog owners feel less alone, give hope for those problems people thought they couldn't solve, and match words to how their dog is acting or how they are feeling. Thanks for being here and make sure to follow us on Instagram at L-A-Y-L-A -L -L underscore M-A-Y-Y-Y. Hey there, puppy lovers. If you're enjoying the podcast and would want to support, you can hit the buy me a coffee link in the description of the podcast. Layla and I sure do appreciate you. Enjoy the show. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I just bought this like selfie like ring light. Ring thing, light. So. Yes. Good. It's, it's like the first time that I've I've used it. Um so I'm trying to like get the positioning like kind of how I want it. Yeah. No worries. Play around with it. Hold on, cool. I'm gonna grab Kono some water. Okay. Hello, everyone. Wave at everyone. <laughs> I just gave Layla, um, I take her food and put it in a slow feeder and then mix in like a uh, broth and water and freeze it. Ooh, yeah. Gives her like 45 minutes to an hour to eat it. So it's like, she'll be busy for a while. Awesome. Yeah. So, okay. Um, I'm just going to kind of do like a quick intro. Um, so I wanted to start this live series um, to bring awareness to mental health and um, dog owners and how maybe their mental health has been affected by their dog or other people within this community. Um, I know a lot of, um, you know, outside factors can really, can really make that um, go up or down depending on the day. Yeah. And also to um, just bring awareness to reactive dogs and kind of like celebrate um, the things that we've gone through, talk about some of our struggles and, um, if someone else is maybe having these problems and they just don't know how to put it into words or don't like know what to search for or don't even know that it's like a thing that can be fixed, yeah. um, they can kind of see that and see the light and do something for their dog, you know, just get a whole bunch of different perspectives and, and uh, try to help their dog out. So I love um, that you're doing this. This is awesome. Yeah. I'm so excited. Well, there's a lot of people on here. Oh, <laughs> well, nine, but hello okay so I want to start with you just kind of giving like a bio about yourself and Tono and kind of how old he is when you got um some of the some of the things that you guys are working on okay so he is about a little over three I've I've had him for over two years so he was about one when I had him they told me he was two at the shelter um and he was about 65 pounds and then six months later, he was 100 pounds. So I'm pretty sure he wasn't two. I think he was closer to yeah. one because he hadn't stopped growing yet. Um, he's currently lost weight. He's about 86, but he's still a big boy. He's um, an American staffy mix. So he's mixed with Mastiff, Chow Chow, and German Shepherd. So he's got all the big boys in him big rolled boy. into one. Um, and I got him from the shelter. So I, at that time, I think it was 28. 2019. I can't do math. A little over two years ago. So he's um, not a pandemic puppy. He's no, he's not. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, he he's a pandemic balanced pup, if that counts. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's kind of where we had our little rebirth. Um, but I got him from the shelter a little over two years ago. I was in a place where I had space, I had money, I was ready for a dog. I was ready for the responsibility of a dog, and so I went looking for um, I went looking for a female. So I was looking for a really? girl. Yeah. Um, I knew I wanted a pity because I had I had a lot of friends who had had them and they were just so sweet. And at the time I was like, I want to change the perspective. Like they can be such sweethearts. And I think since then I've sure. learned, I've learned more um, where it's a balance of it in general, like everything's a balance, right? So it's not like, I don't want to go to one end of the spectrum where I'm like, they're super sweet. They're all really gentle and cuddly. Like, his reactivity is real. And I think that's something that I like, I've learned so much from it, but it's not easy. Like it's, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a journey. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, it definitely like changes you as a person as well. Like mm -hmm. I know with me, it makes me think like a little bit differently about things in the world. So for sure. Um, I think, I think I have a question on that. Um, just yeah. Like how, things have gotten different um from your perspective but um was his name Kono whenever he was no. in the shelter okay so he, he was a stray so he didn't have a okay. name he had a number um and I was looking for a girl so I was going to name her Kona um and okay. obviously boys as we know can also be Kona mm -hmm. um and we do know Kona but um yeah I changed it to Kono and that was it okay uh, so I gave him his name yeah. And for those of you who don't know, Michelle owns Kono's Kitchen, which is a um, raw treat, single ingredient, um, literally the best treats. We always get salmon because I think it's like very different from everything else that Layla gets. Um, and if some of like, the dust from the treats gets on my hands, I'm like, I'd rather <laughs> smell like salmon than anything else. But um you give 10% back to a shelter. Is it the same shelter that you got Kona from? No, actually. Um, okay. So I've been working with different rescues and I give 10% of the profits back. Oh. Mm -hmm. there we go. Um, so I give 10% of the profits back each month. And for me, it was kind of, it kind of started around health, right? So okay. in the beginning, like the, the way I started it was, um, a little over a year ago, I was looking into almost two years now, the raw diet for Kono. Mm -hmm. And um, I had been looking into different treats and what could I do if I'm traveling, if I'm on the go, if I'm going to my mom's house after work. Um, so I kind of stumbled on freeze dried treats. Um, mm -hmm. And so that was, I had always wanted to start a company and it kind of just took a little push from this big boy here um, to, to get me to actually do it. So every, awesome. yeah. Um, so everything kind of started around nutrition and around health. So I wanted healthier treats. Um, I specifically wanted a size that I didn't have to break down because I just yeah. hate having to like stand in my kitchen, like break treats down all the time and just waste time like that. Like I wanted them to be kind of like bite size, but also mm -hmm. not too big. So they're like the perfect size, honestly. Um, yeah, I, I love them. <laughs> I'm biased, but I love them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. Um, okay, well, let's talk a little bit about like Kono's reactivity. And maybe like some of the things that you um, that he does like often, um, whether that would be like pulling on the leash or like vocalization, and then um, how you said like your rebirth kind of came around yeah. like the pandemic um maybe talk about that and like how you got started into training him more and, and really trying to sure. figure out some of those problems yeah so I think I was thinking about it earlier today and I think I've always been into training so I've always watched a lot of different videos but I didn't actually stumble across balance training until Instagram and just mm -hmm somehow finding community on Instagram that was going through the same thing I was so for me initially he has as far as I can tell it's like fear-based reactivity so when he sees especially bigger dogs it's kind of like a bigger than him <laughs> or like the same size or what around the same size no that's a good okay. that's a good question around the same size sometimes a little smaller but I think he 
thinks, and I'm probably just, um, you know, giving him human emotions, but I think he thinks he's smaller than he is. He has no idea. Um, but when he sees typically bigger dogs, like German Shepherds, uh, Golden Retrievers, Huskies, especially, he will bark and kind of lunge, but he does this like, for, like forward and then jump back kind of thing. So it's not like a okay. constantly pulling on the leash where I'm like holding him back. So that's um, a little different than than what like you would typically think of. What is uh what does Layla's present as? Well, so she actually doesn't like ever lunge or go after something. Uh, Hers is more like fleeing and like going away from uh, it. Right. Mm -hmm. That is but, really like, interesting. So I've never I mean, I've probably only seen like a couple of dogs that did like what you were talking about. The majority yeah. of it's of just like go like right at it, like keep moving forward type of yeah. thing. Him, for him, it's not as much. Um, so I think it's kind of like a whole bark and it'll be like a screw you, get away kind of thing. Um, and it's gotten so much better, I think, in the past year. And so, like, initially I would use hot dogs and chicken and I'd boil chicken and then I'd stand there for half an hour, like, ripping it into shreds and putting it in my little treat pouch. And it didn't work because I just, like, I didn't understand a lot of learning theory I think when I was into training my first year and a half or so, it was kind of like the templatized, like, this is what you do. And then yeah. they do this, you know, and I think a lot of new dog parents as they first get their dog and they're first learning about it, like that's kind of the journey that they go through until they have to, or they want to kind of dig deeper. Um, so sure. that just wasn't working. He would see a big dog. He would, I'd, like stuff a hot dog in his mouth and nothing would happen he'd spit it out or he just wouldn't take it um, and at the time I didn't realize that that was just him being over threshold and just not being able not, like not being able to take food in that environment is such a huge sign of like he's already gone like he, yeah you can't bring him back yeah, over threshold like you said whether that be frustration yeah. fear or whatever right um so that was probably the first almost year and a half of owning him okay so, so it, was, it was a long time. Yeah. Um, and then once I kind of got onto Instagram and learned that there was an actual word for this, um, that helped explain so much. Like I'm, I try to shy away from labels in general, whether mm -hmm. that be he's a reactive dog or he, I, I do balance training with him. Um, I think a lot of times I'll just say like he struggles with reactivity yeah, because um, I think it, it's kind of a spectrum too um, for for, sure. for dogs that struggle with it. Um, yeah, yeah, I think like reactivity really isn't a word that I heard of like to describe a dog or reactive until mm -hmm. until the Instagram world. Um, so, did you um, like? I know that you use like a prong and an e collar. And mm -hmm. did you use like one before the other? Like, how did you kind of even discover that? So the first year and a half, he was on a front clip harness, which mm -hmm. did nothing. And now when I'm thinking back to those times, I'm like, well, I had no control over him during those times. Um, and so about a year ago, I was just, it wasn't a specific incident, but I was just at a point where I felt hopeless. I felt like I couldn't. I couldn't take a walk in my neighborhood. Like I just felt like, uh, like I didn't know what to do. And I think a lot of it too, is I felt like it was a failure on my part. Like I wasn't able to help him. I didn't have the tools to help him. I didn't know what I could do other than give him hot dogs and more chicken. And, mm -hmm. you know, like it, I really didn't know what to do. Um, so I started talking to some friends who did do balance training and so that's kind of how I got started learning more about the e-collar. Um, so about a year ago, I did get him an e-collar. And so I was doing a lot of learning on my own, whether it was mm -hmm. articles or videos, um, talking to people. And then I was conditioning it um, on my own as well. And then it got to a point where I kind of just stopped. And I was like, I like if I'm going to use this tool, I want to know how to use it correctly. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's when I started looking for a trainer and then it was the same with the prong. Like I wasn't yeah. using a prong at the time. Like and you had it and you knew you wanted to use it, but no. you just didn't. Oh, okay. No, so I didn't have, it, didn't I, have it. 
Okay. Yeah, I didn't have it, but I knew I wanted to use one. So gotcha. it was around that same time I was looking for a trainer. So I was like, if I'm going to do it with an e-collar, um, or if I'm going to work with them with an e-collar, then I might as well work with them on the prong as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, I think that was about six to eight months ago, I started looking for a trainer. And then he went through a board and train kind of recently. Um, and we actually haven't started using the e-collar again. Okay. So you're just like starting fresh. That's just that's the fun. prong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're like super back to basics. Like I actually texted the trainer the other day and I was like, Hey, like, can we meet up and start layering on the e-collar? And he was like, how's your, like, how are your leash skills? How's he walking? Mm-hmm. And I was like, not great. <laughs> yeah. It really makes you like evaluate whenever you have that person, like a trainer, yeah. you accountable. Um, mm-hmm. and I know like we talked and you were like, yep, he's back first week. He's only allowed to sit. Like, yeah, we took it down and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Which was really good. And I think for me, like, that's what I needed. Like I needed somebody to kind of slow me down because I'm so used to being like, I want to be like, I'm at zero. I want to be at a hundred right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I totally, so. get that. that's how I feel too. That's like, um, how I kind of make those goals every month. I do that partially. So I don't overwork us. So it's That's like, a good thing to do. This is it. And like, I'm not going to try to put any more on my plate. Um, I kind of do that, but I, I just think about it. So I think about like yeah. this week, this is what I want to work on and kind of keep it to one to two things each week. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. So the next thing um, I want to talk about is, and I should actually mention this. I had a few people reach out and um, say that they were like interested, um, but they didn't really know necessarily if they wanted to do a, be on the live with me. So they threw in a and some questions, and I thought this was this was a great question. Um, so uh, Maria at Sir Tom, Sir Toby. I don't know if she's on here, but she had this question. I thought it was great. So. Um, you know, in all things dog Instagram world, trainer world, whatever, um, spectrum of different things. How do you kind of decide what's best for Kona when you, um, like, do you ever get ideas and you're like, oh, that's a great idea, but I need to like tweak it a little bit or, um, you know, that's a good idea, but I don't think it would work for Kono or I don't think it would work for me. So it's a that's a good question. Um, it's a lot of experimentation and just mm-hmm. figuring out what works. And I think that's kind of what I love about training because I like I have a background in psych, but just I I got my bachelor's in psychology. My mom's a therapist. Um, I've always been really interested in how people think, and so that kind of transferred over to how do dogs think and what affects their behavior. And so I think for me. Like I'm, I'm very much about, and like what I love about my community on Instagram that I found is like, I think a lot of, a lot of my friends are very much about like, it's not black and white. There's a spectrum and like you can, there are certain people that you can take certain things from and kind of make it your own or try it out. And you don't really know until you try it with your dog. And so it's really hard. I think when you see, like, I've had people ask me about stuff that I do with Kono, and I'm just like, this is what I do, but I don't know if it'll work for you. You can try yeah. it out, or if you can work with a trainer. Um, but it's a lot of, for us, experimentation. So it's a lot of, like, if I walk down the street, and I'm on this side of the street, or even testing out, like, the distance to see where we're at, um, which even that changes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because like, like for a smaller dog, you might be able to get a little closer than what exactly. a husky or well, a bigger dog. It could change depending on the day, right? Like it could change depending True. on his mood that day. Like he could be one day, he could be fine being closer to a smaller dog. The next day he might not be. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of knowing your dog and being able to read them kind of in the moment, which I think can take a little bit of time, but it, it it's also about like the relationship that you build with them. So having that relationship and just being able to understand what they can handle, what they can't handle. And then my personal philosophy is like to help him work through what he work through, what he thinks he can't handle and what I think he might be able to handle, if that makes sense. Yeah. Push through. Yeah. 
Yeah, and um, going back to, you know, kind of reading the moment, there are times even when we're in a super controlled setting, like just our living room, me and her, and I'll try to lure her into something and she's just too excited and just, you know, starts offering all these different kinds of behaviors. And so then in that moment, it's like, okay, it'd be better if I play a game with her right now instead of trying to lure her into different positions and yeah, it's like you said, all about like reading the moment, reading the dog. So I think I've, that's really good. Yeah, I agree. I've done the same with Kono. And I feel like more recently, I've been trying to notice that more. So if he like he goes crazy over his raw food. So mm-hmm. I've tried to like I've tried to work on kind of calmer behaviors with his food and then realized he was way too hyped up. So one of the things that I've been doing once in a while is like, I'll charge his yes marker with his food. And so I'll just take his food like, yes, and then start playing with him or give him the food. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just creates more excitement around it. So when I do use it out in um, areas with more distractions, hopefully it'll kind of carry over into that. Okay, so you you think that yes marker is really just going to make like a huge difference? Um, I yeah, I like think it can distractions and everything like that. I so, think some people yeah. don't realize how how um, important some of those markers can be. You know, and if they're charged clarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think clarity and communication in general. But that's kind of one of those other things that I just experiment with is what happens if he sees a dog and I say yes, <laughs> which may not okay, be yeah. like the best training stuff. And I don't think my trainer is watching this, but um, <laughs> you know, it's kind oh, of just like figuring out what maybe works um, Mm -hmm. to to an extent, right? Like there's boundaries of like, I'm not going to put him in harm's way and like test something out if it's going to hurt him um, for the sake of experimentation, you know, but yeah. Yeah, for for sure. So I want to get into a little bit on the mental health. Um, May is Mental Health Awareness Month for anyone that didn't know. Um, so has Kono ever like affected your health positive or negatively or both? So based off of what we talked about, I kind of assume that like maybe towards the beginning of getting him, it kind of shifted a little bit farther down, um, just because of like how all the reactivity and stuff. And then I'm sure now yeah. where you really bond and then, you know, it makes your mood just skyrocket. I know that's I, how, how I feel. Yeah, I think it's been evolving for sure. I think overall, truthfully, I probably have more anxiety than I did before I got him. Really? (laughs) In in general, just because anxiety, more so like just being more on edge when I'm in public. Like when I'm in public, I'm, I don't want to say scanning, like I'm hyper aware of my environment. So I'm aware of like, if I turn a corner, I'm going to turn it at a really wide angle to make sure I can see around the corner mm-hmm. or if I'm in like a public area out in the open I'll look around and see like are there dogs coming up behind us are there dogs coming up in front of us do we have an escape route and that obviously like does affect um, just your mental state at the time and so I think it, it's for sure much better now that I'm recognizing when he's not okay because I can tell, like, if we're walking, right, that, like, he's in a relaxed state right now. Like, he's not scanning the environment. Um, or if he is, I feel like I have more tools in my toolbox now that I can, like, I can start to play with him. I can engage him. Um, I can interrupt him with the prong if I need to, if I see that he's staring a little bit too long. Like, I feel like I'm more prepared and more knowledgeable than I used to be. Um, and that's, that's helped a lot with just like my confidence as well as kind of helping the anxiety level go down a little bit, but I'm still, I think a little bit more aware than before I had a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, I think there's a lot more positives, right? Like I think yeah. he's as cheesy as it sounds like he's given me more of a purpose in life and it's literally manifested in a small business that I now own because of him. Like, I, yeah. I wouldn't and have I it. Love that. Him. Yeah. Pause for a second. My time limit on Instagram. Yeah, you're good. Went off. It's like, you spend too much time. Um, but yeah, I know you, you just 
love Kona's Kitchen and, and that community and bringing mm-hmm. awareness to all the different things that you do on there. So, um, but yeah, like I would definitely say like the months that we were struggling with like some of her fear-based stuff and we had like crate yeah. issues, it was just like, um, I, I can't do it. Like it was bad. Um, but now what? that like our relationships evolved, like we've gotten like things a lot better. I mean, yeah. she's like the highlight of my day. You know what I mean? Like our play session would be like the highlight of our day. Some or highlight of I my day. I love watching you guys play. It's yeah, like so play fun. has just been such yeah. a big thing for us. So, um, that what really did you? Started. What did you do back then? So back then, when you guys were having more issues, did you kind of did you create space for yourself? Did you kind of walk away and and gather yourself, or how did you deal with that personally? So, like, looking back on it, and me and Bobby, my boyfriend, were actually talking about this the other day, there were signs of her, like, fear-based reactivity from, like, the get-go. Like, this time last year, um, so we got her in February, so right before the pandemic, Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, she was basically a pandemic puppy, but we didn't get her during the pandemic, so I'd never call her pandemic puppy um but like you know I remember we were walking her and like a FedEx truck driver pulled over one time and was like you should put her on a harness that would keep her from choking because like you know she was choking on like our flat collar because she was pulling mm-hmm. so much and then you know we got her on a harness like this and that whatever and then we moved into our house and there were multiple times that she would pull and like run and just cry all the way back to the house because Mm. whatever scared her and like I you know at the time I was just like I wasn't aware of the environment um you know so I I couldn't tell you like what the trigger was but you know she would pull me all the way back home and there was one time that it was like like I know I hate putting like emotions like towards dogs like human emotions but I just like felt so much like sympathy and empathy like towards her because she was having a panic attack almost and I was like Mm -hmm. I like I felt this before and like you're a cute little puppy dog like you do not need to feel this so it makes me like kind of sad like to tear up that she would like you know maybe have those like dog feelings that like you know I would never wish on someone Mm -hmm. um so after that you know, there was a long time that we would only just walk on our street because um, that was the only place that she felt comfortable. So, like, we could go out, but it was just, like, on our street. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she had some problems with her crate where she was resource guarding it. And it started getting pretty bad. And, you know, we let it progress um, just because we didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And then um, kind of whenever it got too bad, basically that's when we started like really getting into like the trainers and and balance training that's like what triggered um triggered our stuff it kind of forces you to like until you have that one dog and I never realized that like I had a dog in high school that we just it was a family dog we just didn't really train her or walk her very much like it was it was very different but I've also had a lot of friends who don't have dogs that struggle with reactivity or reactive dogs and for them like they they can't understand because they have like the angel dog where you you just you don't really have to do anything and they kind of exist and like that's where I would love to be is to just exist with him and to just live with him and I think we're getting there like I think that my my mind shift or set has shifted where it's not so much management but it's how can I how can I figure out what he's feeling help him through it teach him what to do when he's feeling that way um and then get to a point where just where we're just like living life together yeah just enjoying life together yeah yeah that's I mean that's all you want but yeah really like I mean we were to the point that like just walking on our street and like just didn't think anything of it it was just kind of like well this is it we have a backyard, like, you can play in the backyard, but, like, this is it, like, yeah, that's kind of how kind I of thing. 
And then um, once we started like really getting into training more, she keeps coming up here and checking on me. <laughs> Whenever we like uh, started getting into training more, like we were able to get out in the world more and that just like opened up so many opportunities. It does, like it so, just opens up their world. It's crazy. Yes. yes. And like, it's, you know, we're still like working on some of those triggers. Mm -hmm. um, and she would still like react if she saw a skateboard, she would still react if she saw like a kite or like a kid bring at her. But mm -hmm. her recovery time has um, dropped down significantly. Um, and I'm sure, sure you've seen that with Kano too. That's something. Bit. Yeah, that after his board and train, that's something that I noticed and something I had never really thought about before. So it could have happened even before as we were working on stuff together where his recovery was a lot faster, but I never looked at that as a win. Like I never looked at that as progress. I was like, <laughs> he's reacting. That's all I'm focused on. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's huge. Like, I mean, even like I would compare it to how, like before we started any training, like that time that I like, you know, felt like she was having a panic attack, like me kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like the recovery time from that was we brought her home and like, she was still breathing heavy for an hour afterwards, like crazy, wow. you know, panting and just, it's like really bad. Mm -hmm. And then now she'll see something that triggers her and her recovery time might be like five minutes. Like, yeah, it's, it's huge. Yeah. So, you know, we, we've, we've made a lot of progress. And I think part of that too is, how you were saying like you are a little bit more hyper aware because you scan the environment so he doesn't mm -hmm. have to you know yeah. it's kind of the same thing that they're gaining a little bit of trust in us um each and every day so mm -hmm. that they don't have to put as much work into um get their little brains going yeah so. exactly they can just be a dog exactly so all right um so going back towards a little bit of the mental health do you have anything in your life, you know, dog related or not, that has shifted your views on mental health or had any kind of impact? I know you said your mom's a therapist, so I'm sure for you, it's kind of been something that you've always had in your life. But for some people, you know, that might not be the same. Well, she, I don't think she's watching. We don't actually. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if my mom's watching either. I'm sure if my mom was watching, she would probably say, Caroline, I kind of think you need lipstick or something like that, or brush your hair. <laughs> that's, that's probably what my mom would say too. <laughs> uh, the funny thing is, like, we, I can talk to her about so much, but we don't actually specifically talk about mental health very much. Okay, interesting. Yeah. And it's something where, like, we've talked about self care and stuff like that, but I think mm -hmm. it wasn't until this year that I realized that self care for me is very different than prioritizing my mental health. And I think for me, like it really wasn't until this year. And it's because I've just been so burnt out. Oh, mm -hmm. so I when I introduced I just I introduced Kono, but um, I by day I work as um, a director of technology for a digital marketing agency. So I lead a team of about 10 web developers, mm -hmm. um, both in LA and in the Philippines. So okay. and then in the Philippines, we've also got a night shift and a day shift. So there's it could be on call like at any time if they need. Yeah. Yeah. We like we have North American projects. We have APAC projects. We have EMEA projects now. And there's only one development team. And so I'm managing the team that does all that development work. And developers, as I'm sure you know, are not the easiest of personalities. Yeah. Uh, they are this very difficult. Yeah. yeah. Um, and honestly, like, I think that my burnout is not so much about my team. Like, I love my team like family. I feel like, not like their mom, like, it, it just feels like a family. But I've been there for over six years. I've been there almost seven years. By day, I'm working on my day job stuff. <clears throat> By night and on weekends, I'm working on Kono's Kitchen. Mm -hmm. I'm training Kono in the morning. <laughs> I'm not doing anything for myself. Yeah. So... <laughs> There's that. Um, I think in terms of balance, like I'm still, I'm still trying to figure that out. So I, I have not figured it out yet. Um, 
I think right now, like it kind of dips, right? Like it goes, it's kind of like a roller coaster. This year has felt like it where at this point right now, it sort of just feels like survival mode. And yeah. like, I wish I had more time to dedicate to Kona's Kitchen right now. And I, I, I find time when I can. Oh, sorry. Freaked him out. Um, oh. <laughs> They're like, what are our moms doing? Yeah. Mostly he's just chilling. He's right there. I don't oh. know if you can see it super dark. Good boy. Hi, yeah, I see him. Hi, Kona. Yeah, so balance-wise, like, I'm still trying to figure that out. And I've also never been good about prioritizing my own, not just mental health, but, like, basic care. I don't want to say self-care, like, like basic just care. Taking yeah. a shower. <laughs> taking a shower, like, drinking water. I suck at that because I don't like water. So I'm drinking LaCroix because it's the closest thing to water. Yeah, I have something very similar. It's, like, the off-brand. <laughs> oh, I gotta try that. I haven't it's, tried other ones. Kroger. I, I'm you, I don't think they have Kroger's in LA. I haven't seen them. They might... Kroger has, like, an umbrella of, like, different stores that they own, so they might have, like, a sister company there, but it's... Let's check it out. For brand. I know. I should be drinking regular water, though, because multiple people have told me that LaCroix is not the same, even though I insist it is. I but, think it is. But yep. we'll just make ourselves feel better. <laughs> this is your life, so whatever you say goes. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> true. So I know yeah. whenever... Like you had that big break and Kona was in his board and trained. You felt like you were able to take prioritize some self-care and, and mental health and some time for yourself there. Not really. I took one trip, like a weekend like, trip. Catch up on like other things. So my one goal when he was at a six, it was a six week, but then they ended up extending it because he just wasn't where they Sophia. Okay. I will. <laughs> um, he just wasn't where they wanted him to be or where they thought he should be at. Mm -hmm. um, so they extended it. So he was gone for about seven weeks. And my one goal was to run once, which I did. Yeah. Um, like a week before I brought him home, like four, four or five days before I brought him home, I ran like two miles, I think. That's awesome. And so that was my one thing. Yeah. So I didn't get back into working out really. Um, I did go on a trip to Temecula, so it's kind of one of, like, the wine countries down, not not really wine country, but they have wineries there, mm -hmm. um, and I kind of, so one thing that I've actually been doing, and I know, I know it's not feasible for everybody, and I'm really grateful that I can, but I've been planning one kind of little staycation getaway a month. So I oh, have right. like, you just did the staycation and, mm -hmm. and that and cool. um, Santa Barbara, yeah. So yeah. I stayed in a tiny house, which is really fun. That was um, that was really cool. It was awesome. So I have one planned a month until like July, and then I'm hoping to do a road <laughs> trip. Yeah, it's it's nice to have something to look forward to. Like that's the thing for me is like no matter what I'm like what's going on at work or what I'm dealing with, I at least have that one thing to look forward to. And so that for me has been just, it's given me a lot more peace because I'm like, I just need to make it to the end of the month. Yeah. And I think a lot of people like have that feeling because I've heard of other people talking about yeah. it and the pandemic just like really kind of like took that away, you know? So you did have, um, you know, before pre-pandemic, you know, you had a football game to look forward to, you had like a wedding, whatever. Yeah. And then um, it, those are just things that you like don't think about. And then everything gets thrown away and pandemic happens. And yep. it's like, you don't, you don't think that that's something that you need, but it truly does help just something, anything to look yeah. forward to. No, that's totally true. And it's funny because when I finally took a day off in, I think, February, it was mm -hmm. because I had several friends that were the way that I was venting to them about stuff at work and other stuff like they were genuinely concerned for my physical and mental health and made me promise to take a day off. Mm -hmm. So that day off, I took the day off and I went to the beach. I got some coffee. I read by the beach. I tried this rest this pasta restaurant I've been wanting to try for a while. And as I was reflecting there, like I realized that 
one of the things I love to do is try new restaurants and like restaurants, breweries, travel. And I couldn't do any of that for the past year. And I had, like, it didn't hit me until then that the pandemic had affected me that much because I had always thought of it as like, I'm somebody who can, I'm okay, like going out as well as staying in. And I can stay in by myself. I can like watch a movie. I can have dinner in my yard. And I'm fine with that. And so I would tell people like, yeah, like I've been fine quarantining. I've been fine at home, like working from home. Everything's been okay. And then I realized like all these other things that I love have been taken away. And I never really was faced with it, I guess, until I was forced to because my mental health was so bad. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I'm kind of the same way um, in that I'm fine with staying home. And my boyfriend is the one that is really like, likes to go out, likes Mm -hmm. to be doing something like he's very much on the go. And the weeks that he's gone on a work trip, and I stay home, it's just like, I need to get out and do something. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's, I have to like, consciously think of that, or else I will stay home and just like, hang out here. And and then it gets to the end of the week, and I'm feeling not like drained but I'm feeling Mm -hmm. low you know I'm feeling lonely low like and then it's like I should have at least went out and got coffee like that would have made me feel better just like had a conversation with someone in person like just anything you know could really really help that so so if you were to you know kind of take a day to treat yourself would you do something similar to what you had described going and getting coffee and hanging out by the beach It's funny because I think about things, I feel like I should do things by myself and I should do things for myself. And there's certain things like, I do like getting massages at like the the cheap Asian ones. Um, There's certain things I could do without Kono, but I feel like every time I have free time, I'm like, I just want to take him and go on an adventure. I just want to go somewhere with him. Um, It's just, it's not bad. I mean, you know, some of those times that, it's like, you know, I wish I would have gotten out of the house. Like I could, I could take her, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that still would have helped, you know, me feel a little bit better towards the end of the week that I actually yeah. got or something, you know, regardless I mean, if it was with her or not. I can. So even tonight, like I was thinking yesterday was bad. Like I, I worked until 930 and just had constant fires to put out pretty much all day. Mm-hmm. and I was just like angry by 9 30 and so today I was like I'm gonna treat myself I'm gonna go out to dinner but I want to take him and so I'm looking into places that I want that are dog friendly dog friendly but but also like spaced out enough yeah <laughs> with his reactivity that's very hard to find yeah it's so hard to find like one of my super early business ideas was like a brewery for people who have reactive dogs where oh, it was... that would have been so cool. <laughs> but, like, all, all you have to do is space it out, right? So it's like yeah. we, we've been social distancing since before the pandemic. And so, like, having a place like that, like, I have to look for a place where it's spread out, where it's not, like, an, an enclosed little patio. And it's hard. So if I, if I don't find a place that's spread out enough, like, one, it limits where I go if I go out to dinner mm-hmm. tonight. And two, if I'm there with him... I can't help it. Like I'm still going to be scanning the environment. And I think it's a little bit out of your enjoyment. It does. I think realistically, like I can't fully relax when he's there, even though I love having him there with me doing whatever I do. It's, it is tough to fully relax. Yeah. So maybe I won't take him. We'll see. Have you, like, I, sometimes what I do is that I'll go through and get food, um, and then I'll go to a park and we eat at a picnic table by ourselves. I haven't thought about that. I mean, I could. It's still super bright. It's almost 6 p.m. right now. It's still super bright. But that's a good idea, too. Mm-hmm. That's what, um, but, like, I think she would be okay if we went to a restaurant and ate. But, like, it does, like you said, if you do that, you're still a little bit on, like, edge like alert Mm -hmm. yourself and then it's like I'd rather get food and go somewhere and just like if she like barks at a bird it's not gonna be like a huge deal I'm not gonna yeah quiet 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 no one's gonna yeah no one's gonna be scared yeah yeah exactly so I mean it takes off a little bit of of the edge Mm -hmm. so and 
I don't know if Kona does this, but Layla still has like a little bit of a tendency to counter surf if the food is really good. Mm -hmm. Um, so not, and you know, I hate that. Like she shouldn't be, but like she does. Mm -hmm. It's something that we're working on, but um, if we're at a park and she decides that she wants to sniff around my food, I don't feel like as bad like I'll still correct her and I'll still like yeah do whatever tell her no but it's just like mm-hmm. thank god like I don't have 10 other people watching me do this Watch, yes. yeah. it is <laughs> yeah. it's hard yeah it so harder that's like something to, to think about um so and like a lot of those people you know probably have the angel dogs like how you were how you were mm-hmm. talking about so if one of those people, you know, came up to you and, and asked you, what's, what's something I should know to be um, more respectful or more educated about uh, people who have reactive dogs? What would you say to them? I'd say thank you, first of all, for asking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it just makes such a difference when you have friends that understand. And it's hard. It's hard, obviously, I think, when you don't have a dog that's like that. But I think if you do, like, if you do have a, an, a quote unquote angel dog and asking, like, should I keep my dog on leash? Like for intros, do you want to do a slow intro? Do you want to just walk together? Not having that pressure of, of the dogs having to meet. Like, I think that's pretty big because I think a lot of times, like, oh, hi. he likes feet. He's licking <laughs> my feet. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of times, the thing that's tough with dog or with um, friends who don't have dogs like mine, stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, are that I lost my train of thought. Oh, just like the feeling, the pressure of like it's not yeah. normal. If if I ask them like, "Hey, do you want to hang out?" but also like I don't want our dogs to meet. <laughs> yeah, I'm just feeling like I know that's a weird question, even though truthfully like it it shouldn't be I think that should be the norm (laughs) um yeah I think that would help for sure and it's really just understanding I think it's kind of it applies to a lot of things right it's like asking what you need like Mm -hmm. how can I how can I support you what is it that you need I know that you have a dog that's struggling and I I don't understand it because I don't I haven't had to go through it but what is it that I can do to support you and like that simple question I feel like makes a world of difference even like if it's not dog related, you know, if you have a bunch yeah. of work and your friends want you to go out um, mm-hmm. or like your family needs you to be somewhere, you know, whatever the case may be. And just asking you about if, if, if you have the time, even if you have the time and, and what would be best for you. So mm-hmm. just, I guess it sums up to being respectful and taking into other people's uh, consideration and their yeah. thoughts. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. We're at 846, my time. So 546. So we'll do one more question and then I'm going to um, do the live giveaway. Yeah. Um, so thanks for partnering on that too. Of course. I'm happy um, to. Yeah. I'm sure um, you got a few new followers and hopefully mm-hmm. some people got uh, some new Konos treats. Yeah. Um, so to wrap it up, I want to ask if you could tell us a success story um, with you and Kono. I think for us, there's a lot of little things. I think for us, the success story is you don't really see it until you look back and see how far you've, you've come. And there's something I was thinking the other day that I wrote down, and it was you – you forget how far you've come because you're so focused on how far you have to go. And it's so true for me because I'm so focused ahead and looking at, like I get caught up in looking at other people and like where they're at. And I'm just like, I wish that he could be there. I wish that we could be there. I wish we could play together more. Like we had a really good play session the other day and that was probably the first one of its kind, but it does give me hope because like, we haven't like a year ago, I don't think that would have happened. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think uh, maybe like a more specific success story. So Kono doesn't like a lot of dogs, but he loves people. And 
he every time we would be out in public in the past like if anyone glanced at him he would get up and start going over to them Thanks to say hi to say hello. yeah he's like oh, okay they they want to say hi to me of course um so he'd go over and I think maybe about um a few weeks or so ago we were out just I was grabbing like a smoothie or something um and I had him in a down and some woman came by and she of course did the like oh puppy like yeah. baby voicing him and he looked at her but then he looked at me and he stayed in a down and I was like that's amazing like he would not have done that a year ago he would have ignored me gone yeah. up to like go say hi to her like probably left with her if she would have him uh, but it was and those are the types of things that like you want to cry from happiness in the moment but you're like I'm out in public <laughs> and it seems like such a small thing yeah that, like only I think select few people would understand that I'm like mm -hmm. oh my god my dog didn't get up from a down like he didn't go say yeah. hi to that person it's so big and the fact that you caught that he looked at you mm -hmm. kind of for guidance you know that's that's huge yeah amazing Oh, that brought the biggest smile to my face. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay. Um, I'm just looking. I don't think anyone, like, had any questions. And honestly, I have no idea to see if somebody put a question in the question box. <laughs> no questions. Okay, I think we're good there. Um, so if anyone has any questions, feel free to drop them. And I am going to um, do a random number generator for for the um, giveaway. So uh, for those of you who entered, thank you. Um, whoever wins is gonna get a $50 gift card to whatever kind of self-care um, item that they want, whether that be a spa or a salon or Sephora, whatever. And then three bags of Kono's treats and a $20 little Lito Howler um, <laughs> gift card, e-gift card. So um, overall, I don't know how many people like individually entered, but there were, after like adding up um, multiple people's like entries or their, their various entries, there were, there were, 500 or no 494 so that's awesome all right so i'm gonna pull up a random number generator between 494 okay um let's see i don't think anyone had any questions that i see on here can you see the questions as well or the uh, comments I don't think I can see the comments. I don't think okay. I can see questions. Okay. No questions or comments. So cool. Okay. Well, thank you so, so much for Thanks doing for this. Thanks for having me. I, this is awesome. I know. I love this. This is something that oh, I'm trying to get my back on here. <laughs> this is something that I've been thinking about doing for a while now. So I'm really happy that, um, you replied to the story that I put up asking about it. And I was yeah. like, thank goodness like she's the perfect person um to try this out with and do it for the first time so I'm so glad it was so fun it was such yeah. a good chat thank you and thank you for everyone that joined and um I'll put this up on my page so awesome. everyone have a great night and go enjoy your dinner bye mm -hmm.